What up, Seastronauts? Welcome into the first interview of More Than Music Podcast. I'm your host for today's episode. My name is Sky Guasco. Today, my guest is Eddie Kopp. Eddie is the lead director, the lead editor, and the founder of Sugar Shack Sessions, a multimedia brand and company based out of Bonita Springs in Southwest Florida. Eddie's been an inspiration to myself and Soul Seed for many, many years. We met the guys back in 2015 while we were on tour for our first tour down through the South. They hosted us in Southwest Florida, put together an incredible three video series that you can find on YouTube. You can check Sugar Shack out with over 250,000 YouTube subscribers. Make sure that you are one of those as well. Go find them on YouTube. They also have over 70,000 Instagram followers as well. So make sure you find Sugar Shack on social medias. 2015, we caught up with the guys for the first time. We did a three acoustic set uh, for the first time. And we returned a couple years later to do three more songs as well. So you can find all six of those on our live EP. It's available on Spotify. You can also check it out on YouTube as well. So we have six acoustic songs from the Sugar Shack sessions. And if you're unfamiliar with Sugar Shack, you're in for an absolute treat. In this episode, Eddie and I dive a little bit deeper on our backstories, both of us. I was very uh, intrigued in what Eddie had to bring to the table outside of Sugar Shack. He and I met through music and the whole point of this show is to dive deeper than just the music. We met in the music landscape, but we had an opportunity to talk more than music. In Eddie's case, this is six years of service in the U.S. Air Force. We talked about the everyday mentality that he's developed, which has helped propel Sugar Shack from an upstart passion project to a world-renowned media brand and a must-stop destination for all nationally touring artists and genres. And thankfully, Soul Seed has had two opportunities to get down to Florida with them and record. And we also recorded a music video, Shades of Green, which you can find on YouTube as well, recorded that right here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest in Oregon. Flew out the guys. We talk about that as well in this episode. Additionally, we talk about plant-based eating and how in 2017, Hurricane Irma swept through uh, Florida. Soul Seed was on our way down to Southwest Florida. Our Florida version uh, tour got canceled because of that. Uh, Miami was essentially underwater when we went there. Um, we played in Jacksonville. We teamed up with Mike Love for a couple of shows but we weren't able to get south in that particular time because of Hurricane Irma almost destroyed the Sugar Shack entirely. We talk about how he and his team bounced back stronger than ever after the near disaster. Talk about many other things here with Eddie, building an, an upstart business. A lot of you entrepreneurs really enjoy what he has to say uh, and the behind the scenes of Sugar Shack as well. The crew, how they got started, what they do now, what Eddie does in his personal time as well in addition to Sugar Shack. So if you know of Sugar Shack, you're going to be really stoked to get a back-end version of everything. If you're unfamiliar with Sugar Shack, you're in for a special, special treat. Incredible individual, big inspiration for me. Um, Eddie got me pretty fired up in this episode. It's about 90 minutes long. Uh, we are not pulling any punches on these episodes, so it's going to be a little bit longer. Feel free to turn it on at time and a half or double speed if you like to. I listen to my podcast on time and a half speed um, or YouTube as well, so you can zip through it a little faster. But I recommend you stick through all the way to the end. There are some great nuggets all the way through it. So it was a real pleasure talking to my friend Eddie and communicating on a deeper level than we had previously. Uh, this episode, again, is roughly about an hour and a half, but I recommend you stick through it all the way to the end. 
without any further ado, please enjoy my conversation and the first interview of More Than Music Podcast with Sugar Shack founder, Eddie Kopp. Welcome to the More Than Music Podcast, hosted by us, Soul Seed. We'll be sharing tour stories, lyric breakdowns, and insights into our approach to music, the art, as well as the business. We'll also be interviewing some of the friends and family we've made throughout the years in the spirit of sharing their many marvelous trials and triumphs. So get comfortable and join us as we explore more than music. Eddie, it is so nice to have you in, man. This is a long time coming. Yeah. Eddie Cop of the Sugar Shack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long yeah. time, long time family of Soul Seed. It is such a pleasure to have you on the episode, man. How are you doing? Good, man. Excited to be here. And I'm I'm honored to be your first guest, bro. This is exciting. Thanks for having me. I am very honored to have you as the first guest. This is a new adventure for Soul Seed. We've been oh, yeah. wanting to do this podcast for years, literally. People have been asking us for about a podcast. And then when quarantine hit, it was like, okay, well, we're not playing shows or we're going to work on new music. Yep. And then a podcast came up and now, you know, realistically, everybody's got a podcast uh, because it's the, it's the one thing we can all do behind the scenes. But I'm so excited to finally get it underway. And I couldn't think of somebody uh, better that I would love to do across country. You've been living in a totally different world in Florida than I am in Oregon. Uh, oh, yeah. We've talked about that. Um, and, you know, music is alive and well where you're at. And we haven't played a show in over a year. Uh, things are crazy, man. And and yeah. um, you have a very interesting backstory uh, in general, obviously, uh, the Sugar Shack, um, which yeah. started as, you know, kind of a passion project, much like Soul Seed, um, right. just something to do on the weekends, something to hang out with your friends and have a cool thing to do. And yeah. over the last five to seven years, similar to you guys, uh, we have now traveled nationally. You guys are bringing in world artists, um, and we're going to get to that in in uh, the podcast here. But it's just been a, an incredible journey. Super proud of you and the entire crew for everything that you guys have done. And Thanks, I'm very bro. excited to get into this. Appreciate you, Sky. Yeah, uh, the 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 feelings are mutual, man. We we are Soul Seed fam forever, bro. We love you guys, and and we owe you all a lot. And you guys came early on, and and I mean, look at look at how your sessions are doing on the channel, man. Mm. It's you guys are it's it's amazing. Um, and we're, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to share the story. I'm excited to hear more about uh, this endeavor for Soul Seed, and let's do this. Excellent, man. Well, of course, we're going to get into Sugar Shack. You also have an individual project as well that kind of started this whole thing. Um, you and I also yep. have a few other things non-musically inclined in common, which we're going to get to in the podcast. But let's kind of start at the beginning. And I was actually surprised to find out uh, through a post on social media, frankly, um, that you're actually a U.S. Air Force veteran. And I, I was curious to talk about that. I, I wanted to know, you know, first of all, when when were the years that you served? Yep. And then why did you enter the Air Force in general? Why why yep. that branch of, of the military? Yeah. So I served from 08 to 14 as a Air Force reservist. Um, I, I, I went to college. I graduated high school in 05, went to college from 05 to 08. And, uh, and in that time, it was, you know, just as college usually is, is a huge like discovery, self-discovery period of your life, trying to figure out what the hell you're doing <laughs> or not doing. And, uh, and um, you know, it got to the point where I started realizing college is not for me, started not doing so well and started finding all these other avenues of interest, finding some of my passions, music, video, photo. And, um, you know, got to the point where I started feeling a little lost and skipping class and 
playing video games too much and just going wakeboarding too much. College kid stuff. Yeah, doing all the things I shouldn't have been doing when I had a full, you know, schedule of classes and uh and one of my best friends at the time and roommate, um, he you know, he started talking about joining the Air Force and a reservist and and looking for a little structure in his life because I feel like we're kind of on the same path. We have been really great friends for a really long time, basically a brother to me. And uh, and that kind of sparked my interest because I always had thought, you know, maybe I could just be a firefighter. Uh, so I always thought of that because I didn't really know what I want to do with my life at that time. I was sure. I was 18. I was 19. And, I'm right uh, there with you, man. Yeah. And uh, and so I looked into it and I met with the recruiter and all that. And I was and I just felt it just felt right, man. Um, I went in with a friend, so that was great. Um, we went through boot camp together, and uh, yeah, man, I, I owe a lot to those six years, man. Um, especially the and it, specifically those six weeks of boot camp at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, man, I I learned so much and learned so much about myself as far as self discipline and and my leadership skills and um, just it was just like a really big eye opening experience for me and. Being a reservist, I did, you know, it's obviously like a part-time, a weekend warrior kind of vibe. So it wasn't a, I could still come back and go back to school. I could still try to build my business here at home um, and still serve. And then, you know, I would definitely do um, active duty, full-time um, commitments every year um, as part of the requirement. But, uh, and I got to travel and see the world a little bit and do some deployments and stuff like that. But it was awesome, man. And the, the six years was incredible, man. I made lifetime friends and, 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 and lifetime, you know, Things I'll, you know, I still have habits I will never be able to drop, man. Positive things in my life, and uh, besides, like making my bed, that's like one thing I, <laughs> I can't, I can't seem to keep. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, I feel like when you're forced to make your bed every day, yeah. Yeah, last thing you want to do back home is make your damn bed. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's been awesome. Uh, Air Force is a huge, huge accomplishment in my life, man, and I will forever like cherish that. And I owe a lot to what I do now to that for sure. Well, congratulations. Congratulations on, on your service. And, uh, you know, I appreciate your service as well. Um, you mentioned that, you know, you learned a lot from that experience and I I do have a reply to the self-discipline and things coming out of high school and kind of being, uh, you know, lost, maybe a strong term, but just kind of like, uh, you know, a little bit, you know, searching. Um, so I'll reply to that in a second, but I want to kind of compound on, you said you, you, you learned a lot about yourself, um, especially during that six weeks of a boot camp, like self-discipline for sure. What, what else maybe did you learn about yourself that you hadn't necessarily recognized prior to getting into the air force? Ooh, perseverance is a big one for me, man. Sticking it out. Um, embracing the suck is what they call it. Yeah. Being able to stick it out real. because I mean, I mean, day one, day two, the first couple of days, uh, guys are getting sent home, man, not mm-hmm. being able to take it. And, I just remember seeing them walk out and I'm just like, that oh, is not going to be me. I got to finish this shit. <laughs> I have to stick through this. I, I decided, you know, this is my decision. And uh, yeah, that perseverance is still, it plays a huge role in my life now, man. I love that word. And um, it's just that, that drive and that you just, you want to, you want to like that last day, that graduation, that success is like, it's that unexplainable feeling, man, accomplishments, you know? Did you, uh, did you play sports growing up? Yeah, I played soccer in high school. Um, when I was a kid, I, I you know I dabbled in everything for sure. But uh, soccer in high school was kind of my my longest running sport. 
I'm certainly not comparing uh, the Air Force or any branch of the military to high school sports or sports in general. Yeah. However, I did not serve. Um, so my comparison, I would say, uh, to learning the same traits would be sports. Uh, I, I still am a super sports nerd, um, primarily football and baseball. But I I mean, nice. I just know too much about all sports because it's been my life forever, along oh, yeah. with music. Um, but, you know, I played baseball starting at four years old, football starting at six years old. Um, I played a year of junior college baseball in California before I moved up here to Oregon. And I actually was going to walk on and try out for the Ducks here at the University of Oregon in Eugene. But at that time, they actually didn't have a baseball program. They didn't come back for a couple more years. So that faded off at the time. But I, my whole goal <laughs> coming out of high school was to play baseball. That was my life. And that's way wow. before music started. Um, but nice. baseball was going to be my life because I'm just too small, frankly, for football, right? So baseball <laughs> was going to be my jam. Now, I bring that up because in my life growing up, um, similar recognition within myself of embracing the suck, yeah. that is so real, man. And that's it not really just is. being in boot camp. That's not just running hills forever, you know, until you're literally crying from the pain in sports. And, <laughs> and, and people right. who have served or people who have played ball know what you and I are talking about. But yeah. embracing the suck really is like I think it's just kind of a theme, especially right now. Yeah. Right? Um, Absolutely. I don't. I don't have intentions of diving <laughs> too deep into quarantine <laughs> right now. We've been living that world for the last year. Yeah. However, uh, it would you know be a miss if we didn't kind of mm -hmm. embrace what everybody, one way or another, has been going through. Yeah. In their own personal terms, and I think that you know being able to dive within myself and be able to kind of deal with hardships and waking up every day and trying to make your bed, you know, and doing right. the right things on time, not being late, things like that, uh, creating some sort of established work ethic and time yep. commitment has really helped me stay afloat during this whole thing. And again, while I had, didn't learn that in the service, I learned it in sports and self-commitment um, has been such a huge role in my life. And I really believe it's helped me do what I do on the back end of things for soul seed people yep. know me as the dig guy on stage but oh, yeah. not everybody understands that i'm also you know a lot of what we do behind this uh the scenes of booking shows and tours and that takes a lot of self-discipline for sure man that work ethic is a, a big part of it for sure man and, and embracing the suck is you know sugar shack's a, a business and a company it's not you know it's not fine and dandy all the time man we've definitely gone through our hard times and our good times we the good times definitely outweigh that but you know, there's, there's times when it sucked for sure, man. Pushes all to our limits, but we'll get there. Likewise. A um, couple more questions on the Air Force and we'll move on here. Uh, what is something yeah. that's maybe misunderstood about the Air Force? And I, I say that again, I'm not somebody that had, has served. Um, I think people feel very strongly for or against military in general. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, I'm not trying to make it political by any means. Just curious as, as someone who's actually, you know, been in it what is something that's maybe misunderstood about the air force specifically yeah when people um ask me about my time in the military and and the air force everybody has always asked me did you fly a plane or did you fly in planes or did you you know something with anything to do with flying planes and the pilot stuff but i believe it's like four like really low percentage of the air force is actually pilots i think it's like five percent or something like that that's interesting i didn't know that yeah something real low number and the rest of the air force is supporting that those pilots. Right. And, uh, so that, that was my role. I was a munitions troop. So I, I, I assembled, processed 
all things that blew up <laughs> bullets, oh, wow. bullets, bombs, missiles, rockets, grenades, all those things. Like that was, that was my job. I, I worked in the, in the bomb dump is what they call it. So the underground igloos and all that. And wow. um, it was a cool job, man. It was a really, really cool job. And um, uh, we, everything is in support of the pilots, man, making sure that those missions go well and go right. And um, they have what they need. What is one, uh, one particular uh, story in or with uh, within the bomb dump. Uh, I have to hear more about that. I, you know, when I think of, and again, this is full ignorance. I will be honest, <laughs> but but I think of the Air Force without knowing yep. things. I think like Top Gun, and then like underground James Bond tunnels and stuff. Like, yeah, somewhere in between, I imagine. But but the bomb dump makes me think of like underground bunkers where you know yeah. uh, the 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 super top secret missions are are being underheld. Yeah, um, it was cool, man. It's a cool place to work. A very eye-opening a very uh fragile place to work man like you you're not you can't have cell phones in your pockets because of the the radio signals and stuff oh, could, wow. you know there's just so many technicalities and everybody's on this certain level of trust and um it's taken very seriously and every you know every little thing is accounted for every nut and bolt every screwdriver every little thing is just so accounted for and and um i don't know it was cool man attention to detail for sure <laughs> as you could imagine something like that like whatever you're building better work, you know, in the time that it, you know, may need to be end up used. I don't know. It was cool though, man. That's really excellent. And did you, did you choose to be in that sector placed in it? Um, I I was given like, I think with my, my test scores, I was given, I think four different career fields I could go through. And that one just felt right. Honestly, just, I was like, I'll go for that one. Um, Nothing was too crazy or, you know, that just seemed to be the right one. Sure. And you're based out of Florida now. Are you from Florida originally? Originally, no. Uh, I was born in Iowa, but as soon as I was born, we moved to my family moved to California, and that's where I was raised. Um, where in California? Newport Beach is where we, oh, okay. we started, um, and then towards the end of uh, you know, I moved when I was like 11. Um, when I got a little older, we moved to Lake Elsinore. So my dad was in the motocross scene. Oh, cool. Uh, so that's a big motocross town. So it's in the middle of the desert, and. Um, yeah, I live a very different life now compared to what oh. it was when I was raised. But it's cool, man. That's what I appreciate. And when I when I found out about the Air Force stuff, and I was you know diving a little deeper on non Sugar Shack Eddie. Yeah, <laughs> I was uh, I was actually I was uh, you know pleased to see that because frankly I've lived five or six lives I feel as well, and yep. and currently people know me as Soul Seed, but I've so many other versions of myself, you know, which I think is incredible. Um, so yeah, grew up in Iowa, uh, no beach to be found. And lived on the coast of California, the coast of Florida. So good for you, man. Get it in. My brother's a big uh, motocross guy. Um, I played big time sports, football, baseball growing up. He was a motocross, you know, mechanic, and he almost went pro as a as a, a younger lad. Um, cool. But anyway, big deal there. Uh, last last question on the Air Force, man, and we'll dive into some film stuff here. What is the first thing that you did, or first place you went um, after you uh, came home from from Air Force? Oh man. First thing I did, man, I remember just, uh, coming home and like spending time with Lisa, my fiance. And I remember we went to a nice dinner and just, just like relaxed for a little bit and just kind of took it all in, you know, cause you know, with, with the military, you have such like, um, almost like a safety net, right? You have a, a level of security to your life, bro. You're, you're always that paychecks come in. You have insurance typically, you know, your school could be paid for. Like there's a lot of security there. And then, you know, 
signing that contract to, to leave was a big decision because I'm giving up a lot, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the VA has amazing benefits um, for the rest of your life, of course. And, uh, but there's that certain level of like day-to-day security that I was, I decided to, to leave behind. So um, just reflecting on that, I remember that first day back and uh, just relaxing and taking it easy and, and kind of soaking in that those, again, those accomplishment vibes, man, but, uh, and just kind of getting ready for the next chapter. Cause, cause that's, that was the same year that we, we launched sugar shack. So that was, that's, that was the goal. That was where I was headed. Excellent. And shouts out Lisa. Love Lisa yeah. as well. Big up. Um, so let, let's dive right into that then. So, you know, a big part of what you guys have done again, now today, sugar shack is a, a full fledged business. You got a full crew. We're going to get in and shouts out everybody. And, and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, but again, this, so this is where are we at right now? 2014. Yep. 2014. Okay. So yep. you kind of start starting from the ground up. And this is a big reason why I wanted to speak with you as well, because I think entrepreneurship is kind of a, almost like a trendy topic and a thing right now, mm-hmm. again, because of TikTok, because of YouTube, because <laughs> of Instagram, uh, you know, um, influencers, yeah. because of the younger generation, like that's what they have coming up. I graduated high school in 05 as well. So, you know, I have the same age and frankly, we didn't have that stuff coming up in high school. Right. So to come out as an entrepreneur, you're literally starting a business versus, you know, jumping into social media or something as an example. Um, So you, you jump in, you start a company right when you get home from the air force. And this is a precursor to sugar shack. Correct. Tell me about five O films. Yeah. So five O five O films is my personal brand. Um, My last name is cop. And five O is just kind of a play of words. Makes play sense. Words that, yeah, and that's just kind of the brand I, you know, just a brand I made. I think probably even, I don't know. It was, I think it was freshman year of college, maybe oh five or something like that. And I was making wakeboard films for my buddies and oh, cool. uh, skateboard films for my buddies, and that was really it. Um, and that was the extent of my filmmaking per se. Mm-hmm. Um, so that brand had been building, and I'd been meeting like shooters and other photographers and videographers in town through college and stuff. But uh, when 08, you know, when I, when I left the Air Force, we had kind of been building this filmmaking thing. We've slowly but surely taking on weddings and little small events, nothing too serious. Um, but when the live music stuff came, because I always played in bands and I always was the guy in, in my band with a GoPro. Uh, Love it. Shooting stuff in the van or, you know, whatever, shooting yeah. photos. We didn't really have Instagram or anything back then to yep. post on. So it was very little, you know, on the media side of things. It wasn't as, it didn't play as such a big role as it does now for bands. But yeah, man, 5.0 just kind of morphed into Sugar Shack. You know, if you look at some of the early, you know, the first sessions, the intro actually says 5.0 Films presents Sugar Shack sessions. Oh, cool. Nice. <laughs> some of the old, old branding. And then Sugar Shack just grew so fast, man. It was just like, let's just take this. Let's just, this is the brand right here. I love that. So were you, were you simultaneously working 5.0 for, you know, for the homies? And again, yeah. I have a version of that too with Freedom Thought Productions, which turned into okay. Freedom Thought Collective, which is me right. booking other bands. I've sent a couple of people to you, uh, yeah. you know, so like I've actually helped bands outside of Soul Seed book and run tours and manage and things kind of mentorship. And what have you? Um, yeah. So that's kind of my version of five zero, right? But the main yeah. the main project and 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 focus is Soul Seed, um, yeah. and actually a lot of our early posters were Freedom Thought Collective presents 
exactly. soul seed at whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it was kind of, it's like, you know, you, it's kind of that, like not fake it till you make it per se, because you're making mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. but kind of adding street cred wherever you, you can. So I, I respect that. Yeah. Um, so just you and, and you're doing, you're doing wakeboarding videos for the buddies. Yeah. You're doing like, uh, weddings, graduations, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then at what point sugar, like what, at what point did you know that sugar shack was the one to, to focus on? Was it one particular video? Uh, was um, it meeting the entire crew? Was it you just wanting to expand what you were doing? When did sugar shack really take your focus? Um, that's a good question because, uh, to this day, the same, the same five of us guys are here. Part which of the, is so amazing. Us yeah. too, which is incredible. Incredible. Yeah. I love looking at you guys' old photos, man. Seeing the old band <laughs> photos. It's yeah. awesome. Um, incredible team, uh, uh, to stick it out and yeah. to do what we're doing still is amazing, man. And I owe everything to the, to the team, the other four guys, um, because together, I mean, this is not something I could have ever done alone. That's something I, I told the guys originally before I started the channel, uh, I was like, I need a crew to do this idea. Uh, are you guys down for the ride? You know, I don't, I don't know if we're gonna get paid anytime soon, but let's see what we can do with this. I, I think this, this idea and this, this platform that we can create for artists, I think it's could really launch us into the the filmmaking careers that we that we want and that we dream of. Um, so yeah, I it, when it started feeling like real, I think it, I think it was when we started gaining. We started hiring our commercial and corporate clients because of our live music channel. Um, nice. That was cool, man. We had like, you know, who doesn't, you know, most people love live music and, and, you know, our Sugar Shack sessions and the Sugar Shack music channel is just kind of under that umbrella of Sugar Shack, right? Sugar Shack LLC is kind of our, a media company. And then Sugar Shack music channel is just a little piece of that underneath. It was a big piece of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> I should yeah, say. Yeah. Sure, sure. But uh, our, we started getting, you know, commercial video inquiries from people that, you know, they'd open up emails with, yo, we love your your music channel. Do you guys do like video work for whatever you need? We need a commercial for our brand or for our restaurant or for, you know, things that had nothing to do with music. The The music channel was was what like brought them to us. So that's when it started feeling real. We're like, okay, maybe this this is a good model. Maybe we should run with this brand. Maybe this should be. You know, maybe this should be the one. And, I love that. You know, I wish we would have, you know, whatever. I wish we would have like thought of it sooner, but it just took a few years. We even had like a, we even had a company called State of Mind Multimedia. Same guy, same crew, same work, same style, same everything. We just had another brand for some reason. And like, uh, I think, I don't know, maybe a year or something goes by. And just again, Sugar Shack just, just blew that out of the water. And uh, so it was just time to close that LLC and let's just put everything under Sugar Shack. Good for you. Yeah, Soul man. Seed had a Soul Seed had kind of a mm, side project, <laughs> if oh, you yeah? will. Uh, you know, we just it's just like um, you know, Soul Seed's like reggae fusion, right? And sometimes we want to do like full dub sets, or you know, uh, Mikey and Kenny have a side project that's just a duet, right? Called Palmer Creek. So like, if Soul Seed's not available, those guys can go down to like a local brew pub or a coffee shop or a festival and be an opener as like just the two of them, um, which is kind of cool. And if Magic jumps up on hand drums and Benny's on acoustic and I play Didge or something, it's it's just like a low a low key, you know, style of what we're doing. So I, what's I think, that called? I didn't know that. What's that called? Palmer Creek. And Sweet. yeah, and next time next time Soul Seed gets out. Uh, on your side of the country, we're going to have to get Soul Seed Session Volume 3, uh, but we're going to have to get a Palmer Creek Session too because Kenny and, and Mikey have a, kind of a whole nother uh, branch of music and they don't have an album out yet or anything, but it's just like, cool. 
different songs that <clears throat> might not make the practice room for Soul Seed. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's not like we dislike the music. It's just a different vibe totally. Yeah. So totally. Uh, they merge those into something else. And then our little kind of side dub project we played a show or two with um, is called Cymatic. And that's like dub centric. And we actually hosted cool. a band here in Eugene called the Courtney John Project from Jamaica a few years ago. They're incredible. Y'all should check them out. They're amazing. Um, hmm. But uh, they're like dubtronic, you know, like that um, almost yeah. dubstep reggae. And yep. we were like, Soul Seed's not quite that. <laughs> so we had to like up the ante, throw a few more delays in there and uh, drop the vocals. And we pulled it off. It was a fun show, but kind of side hustle. So I, I appreciate the adding in the extra things just because you never know what's going to happen, man. And as an artist and as a creator, you're kind of ever evolving. So I appreciate sure. that. Yo, you mentioned the crew, man. And mm-hmm. I want, I mean, I have a list of them here. I was going to read them off, but it'd be so much better if you did them justice. Uh, please give a shout out to your crew. Yeah. The crew is amazing, man. Uh, Alex, Arian, Justin, and Spence. Uh, incredible. And now we have Chino, uh, our latest hire. He's um, he's doing our digital strategy and analytics. He's helping us make the best decisions for the channel, which is amazing. So it's, it's really cool to bring him on. He's Chino's been um, kind of like working with us on the back end since probably day one, bro. He's awesome. a local, local guy. He now lives in Austin, but he was a local, and he actually taught me a lot of how to play percussion. Oh, cool. um, amazing musician. He's in a few sessions with, he used to play for Sprout, the band that I played. Oh, yeah, kind yeah. Of, I took his spot. Oh, um, cool. you know, he works for us full time now. So that was exciting. But yeah, um, we have Alex on audio and then Spence, Justin and Arian are all video and camera operators. And then, you know, per usual, we all wear a ton of hats. So, you know, yeah. Alex, Alex and Arian run a lot of the, the books and the business side of things. And, um, you know, Justin is our photographer, lead photographer as well and dp and then uh spence is our macgyver and our swiss army knife of the crew and just does everything and and also he manages our merchandise um so we all do a lot of different things but for sessions we all come together and we all we all run cameras and we all we do audio and we just keep this business going man it's it's been a fun journey your guys flow um is so impressive and i remember the first time we went down there we'll talk a little bit more about this in a bit but coming down the first time and just kind of knowing what to expect or thinking I knew what to expect. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're like in a full fledged, I feel like we were shooting a commercial. I mean, like the way you guys, <laughs> the vibe was yeah. just, Hey, we're hanging out in the living room. Let's like record a few songs. That's the vibe, yeah. which is super comfortable, but the yeah. production and the way you guys run as a team yeah, was so beyond what I expected. And I had watched all your videos up until then and had nice. no idea what you do behind the scenes. And it's like such a well-oiled machine. It's like, it's like hitting a, you know, opening for a nationally touring world renowned band or something that is so dialed with the techs and they don't miss any steps kind of a thing. Yep. And like, once they hit play and they, you know, they count in that first song, the show is just flawless. And like, yeah, really, man. I mean, it's just a, such a well-oiled machine. It's, it's very impressive. We take what we do very serious. That's for sure, man. We, it's obvious. We, number yeah, number one, we we make sure we have a good time. We make sure the the artist is having a good time and the hospitality is there for the artist. Like that's always priority, making sure the artist is comfy. But we take it very seriously and we have a good time with it, man. And we're we want to produce the best product we possibly can for artists, man. And uh, we want we want everybody to be proud to share what mm-hmm. we create together. You know, that's that's really the key, the focus. There's like, let's let's create this really nice content this really magical timeless content that that everybody can share for forever man and yeah. really cherish it and let's let's make something we're all proud of well you guys have 
have done that tenfold, man. Again, very, yeah, very thanks, impressive. Man. How, um, and again, shouts out the crew. Um, I would love to have those guys on as a team or individually eventually uh, as we go through this as well. Yeah, let's do it. Um, how did everybody come together? How did the team come together? You guys have been, you know, buddies mm-hmm. or, or a crew for yep. I mean, seven years, but, you know, possibly yeah. longer. Yeah. So, um, Alex, uh, on audio, he was in a band orange juice. They actually have sessions, uh, early on, on the channel, uh, the first year. Um, he was, he was one of the guys in town that, um, had a recording studio and had a bunch of audio gear and I knew him from playing shows together. And then, uh, the rest of the guys were, you know, Justin was a photographer in college and we went to school together and we worked at restaurants together. Uh, so I knew he had a camera and then Spence, Spence has been a homie since ninth grade. We went to oh, we went cool. to high school together, and uh, we ended up going to the same college, um, and then started hanging out in college. And he was always into cameras. And then Arian, uh, he was part of two startups prior to Sugar Shack, um, Gator Boards and Vert Clothing. So, and he did all their filmmaking and design. I forgot, I forgot to mention Arian does all our graphic design, mm. um, for, for sugar shack. And, uh, so he was just another guy in town with, with a lot of skills and he had that, that startup mentality, the entrepreneurship. And, uh, so when I, when I started kind of formulating this sugar shack session concept, I had a list of all the creatives I knew in town and those guys just seemed to be the best fit, man. Um, uh, you know, and, and looking back, I mean, I, I made some good decisions. They're still here. They're still working. They're, they're, I'd say, still, yeah. they're still crushing it. And, yeah. uh, and it, it's definitely a brotherhood at this point, man. It's, it's and, cool. And, uh, was everybody into film design, col- yep. you know, coloration, like you, you already had the skill sets coming in oh, or, uh, kind of right. Cause we all were kind of finding it. So, I mean, looking back at our sessions, they, you know, we've definitely improved quite a bit, bro. <laughs> as but that's how it goes. As we should, right? It's important. Yeah. You should you should be improving no matter what step you're in. Right. You're, all, you're always improving, right? That's yeah. that's really the goal. Um, yeah. But we all had our certain skills, right? Arian on graphics, Justin on cameras, Spence on cameras. I was more in like the leadership, the directing in the camera mm-hmm. stuff. And then Alex is strictly audio. Um, so we all had our skills coming into it. And that was, you know, that was the chance we all took on that first, those first couple episodes. Like, let's get together. Let's, let's have some bands over and see how this goes. That's really fantastic, man. Yeah. Congratulations again. And, and again, big, big shout outs to the crew. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Sugar Shack, like the name, yeah. what it, what it, what the Sugar Shack is. Now it's Sugar Shack Sessions, also yep. kind of chopped down to Sugar Shack. Um, it's frankly become a, a national brand. Uh, mm-hmm. I, there's world artists there as well. I mean, again, you guys are doing massive things these days. Um, I'm going to get to a big milestone you had recently here in just a little bit, but oh, yeah. kind of take, take us back a, a little bit, rewind. So you get the crew together uh, yep. again, longtime homies, you piece the, piece mm-hmm. the parts together, similar, similar to soul seed. A lot of us went to high school together, childhood nice. friends and everything else. Cool. Um, and again, we're still the same crew that's been together a decade later as well, which is impressive. Mm-hmm. What is the sugar shack? And uh, you have a, a special connection to it, correct? Yeah, absolutely, man. So the Sugar Shack's my house. I'm sitting in it right now, uh, in my office here. But um, it's just a just a little, almost borderline rundown Florida bungalow <laughs> in a, in a in a random little neighborhood in Bonita Springs, man. And uh, when I moved into this house, I think it's almost like 11 years ago now. Wow. Uh, Lisa and I were moving off of campus living, and this is like the first place that kind of stuck out to us on Craigslist at the time. And it just said "cute fairy home" now available. So I was like, clicked on that 
And because uh, everything else was like four, two, three, one, you know, all these normal. And that one just had like a creative title. And so it got us. And it was the first house we looked at. And I remember walking oh, I in it. and I remember walking in and being like, yo, this place is magical. There's something there's something cool about the energy in this house. Love that. And Lisa, Lisa felt that, too. And we signed the lease. And then uh, and my there was like this there was kind of like a middle period where we couldn't like we had the house, but our lease at uh, on campus or campus living wasn't like up yet so it was like this time where that this house was empty for a few weeks my band at the time just set up in the living room and, and rehearsed here mm. and uh just one day the bassist walked in i think it was his first time here and he's like this is a sweet sugar shack sweet little sugar shack bro oh and uh and it just that name just stuck so that okay. that band started calling it the shack and then all our friends and our you know our social circle started calling it the shack and then you know four years later three years later uh I needed a name for our live music channel. And I was like, no one's going to be able to say sugar shack sessions. That's like, way it too is, much. it is tough. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we, we had to rehearse it. Uh, Benny's got a funny story. Cause he's the one that announces family tree, I believe, uh, which yeah. we'll get to in a second, but he had to like practice in the bus before we went yeah. in because it's <laughs> such a, such a tongue twister. That's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. We have a, we have a blooper reel that we really need to make. Oh my it's, goodness. It's There's like all, so many, so many artists just loving, <laughs> man. That's so funny. But at least it was really one that, you know, reassured me that that should be the name. I was like, should be sugar shack sessions. Like, and you know, I think that's also named you can't forget. No. So that's a, that's a big part of branding. Right. So um, we ran with it, man. And here we are special little spot in Benita. And the, the, uh, the alliteration I think helps as well. Um, totally. You know, and of course totally. we're biased as soul seed and sugar shack. True that. Uh, of course we, we love the S's. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I appreciate the background, man. It's cool. Cause it's, it's always fun. You know, bands get asked every show. how do you get your band yeah. name? where to it come from? And there's always these funky behind the scenes stories. And so many of them you're expecting to be like this epic story. And a lot of them are just like, eh, dude walked into my house one day and said, it's a cool sugar shack. And we yeah. kind of liked it. So it's stuck. And 10 years yep. later, <laughs> here's our, here's our, uh, here's our brand. So shout out Lance for the name. Shout out Lance. Lance, you, uh, base, base man, man, trendsetter Lance. Well done. Yeah. Lance. Um, that's <laughs> awesome. So, okay. So we, we have the sugar shack now and it's, that's literally your house. Uh, we mm -hmm. have two sessions with you. One of them is inside. Our first one was inside. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you telling us at the time, I, I think it, we had we had a storm or something going on. Yeah. Um, were we the first indoor session? Dude, I, I think you told us that. And again, I this is probably, so. I mean, this has got to be 2015 or so as well, right? Mm -hmm. So we're about yeah. within that first year or so. Yeah. Um, and I thought you had mentioned that we were one of the first, if not the first indoor session um, and that was basically just out of necessity because we had scheduled with you and it was raining yep. or whatever. So we came inside yeah. and it worked out. Of course, you know, we have that, you know, Florida humidity. So we're all sweating and we're a bunch mm -hmm. of like, you know, Pacific Northwest boys, <laughs> <laughs> not used to that, but we had yeah. a great time. Um, and, you know, so uh, Family Tree has been very, very successful on your, on your channel. We have six total videos with you. The second session was a few years later. That one's outside on the deck. Mm -hmm. Um I'm just personally curious, what are some of the um, challenges with you guys inside and outside? Most of your sessions have been outside, um, yeah. but sometimes they're inside. Now, do you only go inside if it's a weather issue or like does the band choose or like the lighting's weird or or it's a time of day or whatever? And like, what are the differences between you recording as a group inside and, and outside? Yeah, so outside above all is you know that's the iconic spot that's mm -hmm. that's it is that's that's the spot that 
you know, we're there no matter, you know, unless it's raining or um, there's a, there's like a, there's an outdoor amphitheater, a band shell, just like two blocks from here, mm. downtown Bonita. And sometimes they do music festivals um, or big events. Sometimes it gets a little loud to be recording outside on the deck. So, you know, if it's raining or if there's like a blues fest going on, we'll bring okay. it inside. Otherwise outside, no matter what, even if it's windy, um, we have some really windy sessions and it, we're outside that that's under the lights is where you need to be. Um, it, but it, inside, inside is magical too. It is. You know? It is. It's cool. And, and I've watched uh, obviously many, you know, I think something that we hear a lot was with people who are like, Hey, I was scanning, you know, some other bands, sugar shack and then we're in the reel and we come up and people hit us up and say hey i just found your music you know um want to give a shout out or whatever uh mm -hmm. people often you know tell us that like it's cool to see the inside and outside just the the different vibe and the different sessions so totally, i appreciate man. that and of course you know we had a blast doing both of them and uh mm -hmm. family trees approaching six million views so um sick. last time i looked here uh i think we were like the fourth fourth or fifth highest viewed i think so um, on your entire channel, which, um, is incredible. And, uh, you know, fortunate youth holds the top spot. I want to throw a shout out to our, to our boys here. Uh, Dan yeah, yeah. Kelly just had a birthday, uh, yesterday at the time we're recording this. So big yep. up DK and the rest of the crew, big, um, big family. Um, yeah. I want to talk about kind of the West coast connection really quick before we get into the rest of the sugar shack. So, um, again, you guys are based in Florida. We're Oregon, fortunate youth and others are in California. Mm-hmm. It started as kind of a local project for you guys. Um, yeah. Treehouse out of South Carolina, uh, you know, uh, SoFlo, of course, out of Florida and, and many other bands as well in your region. When uh, when did you kind of break that barrier and start to get like the, the up, you know, the East Coast, the Midwest and, and eventually the West Coast and then Hawaiian bands? And of course, you know, you have world bands now. When did that barrier kind of shift from local to really kind of a national product? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think at the beginning, we just relied on all the locals, um, all of our local friends. If you played a guitar and saying like, we're going to have you over, um, just building that, mm -hmm. that library, building that content, building our skills too. And, you know, Art. we got to get, we got to get a proof of concept, right? Um, we got to build this. And before we really start reaching out to touring artists, but um, I think it was, you know, Ballyhoo came and saw us. I think Ballyhoo's episode seven. So oh, they, wow. they, they trusted us real early. Um, shout out to Howie and that yeah. that whole crew, man. I love the Ballyhoo family. And they're crushing it in their own right, absolutely. Yeah, they grind, man. Um, I think it's just uh, that's kind of the I don't know the go getter in me because I was cold calling or cold emailing every artist leaving Janice and going to Miami or going. Um, I should reiterate, going from St. Pete, Tampa to Miami. Uh, or Janice, vice versa. Janice Live's a venue for for folks yes, somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, well, probably the best venue in Florida, I think. Oh man. Uh, yeah. uh, um, but just cold emailing every artist that's you know I see them scheduled there, and there's only one way to get to Miami, one smart way to get to Miami, uh, and <laughs> and the Sugar Shack's right right there along the way. It's like five minutes off the exit. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of bands, a lot of touring bands said no, but they started saying yes after a while. And I just didn't stop persistent and just hitting every artist that I was into, um, that I maybe had some kind of connection with, you know, one way or another and just building from there, man, just building and building and building and just keep trying every artist I can all genres too. That was a big part of it. Um, but yeah, uh, I think the green was a huge milestone for us coming from Hawaii. Um, uh, I remember that night was, you know, that's a huge milestone, probably one of my favorite 
nice ever so here yet. Too. Yeah, they did five songs, one take per song. I think smash. I, mean, <laughs> I remember. I remember you telling us that too when we recorded Family Tree because you know I think we did a, a take or two for whatever reason and and we're like, oh man, we want to smash one take, and you're like, nobody does. <laughs> Except for except for the green, <laughs> I know five part harmonies and one take each. It's nuts, oh, man. So pro, we played Sick. with them a couple times. Great guys. It was like the biggest night we had yet, and it was done in like twenty five minutes. <laughs> that's, ma- that's, that's 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 cool. You know that's magic, though. You know, yeah. I mean, those guys Definitely. are pro. You guys are pro. You came in, you smashed, and and yeah. that's really the, a compliment to both you. And um, I had a similar thing with Freedom Thought. Again, the, the side booking project is I was reaching out to my local buddies, like, hey, I can help you in Eugene, and maybe up to Portland, and maybe out in Bend, and maybe California, blah blah blah. And then okay. after me diving into other bands, people started coming at me. You know, so what was that feeling like for you after? reaching out and reaching out and reaching out and getting turned down because look, you know, nowadays people think sugar shack and you know, people have big expectations. People know what they're getting into and it's, it's a huge brand and deal. Um, mm-hmm. But seven years ago, you're just kind of like, Hey man, like, you know, we're just, we're some, some bros with it, with a couple cameras and we'd love yeah. to kind of, you know, just front you a couple songs and like, you know, take it or leave it. It'll be great networking for you. And yeah. we'd love to have a session and and come on by and people are still like, ah, I, I don't know you or like, no thanks, or right. it's not worth our time. I get that. But how yeah. the tables have turned now where you're pushing people away, I'm sure that are reaching out to you and no disrespect to people, but like you Absolutely. can't take everybody that reaches out to you and you've yeah. established yourself to a certain level where like, you know, you need to make sure that people are up, up to par, frankly, um, totally. to come and vibe out with you. So, so what, what was that feeling like for you in that transitional period? Cause I have kind of a, you know, similar situation on my own. It, yeah. It's incredible, man. Uh, it's definitely a very proud feeling for sure. And, and I, something I'll never take for granted, man, it's just been an incredible journey. And I still feel like we're just only getting started, which is crazy. Yeah, I still feel like we have so much, so Love much that. to do so much room to grow yet. And uh, there's a lot that we still want to do and we're still working on. And um, yeah, man, our inbox is definitely full and it, it's, it's, I'm so grateful for that, but it makes it tricky, man. Cause we can't, like you said, we can't take every artist mm-hmm. and uh it's tough, man. We have to uphold this, this brand now, this platform yeah. that we've mm-hmm. created and that we've created with these artists. So uh, it's, 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 it gets trickier as you grow, you know? So uh, we just do our best to, to, to present real music and music that, you know, all ages can enjoy that the family can sit around and watch the channel. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah, man, it's been fun. And I, I'm excited for what's to come. And as we grow, like the artists grow, so we can only, we're only going to provide like bigger and, I don't know. I say better because the music's been incredible for seven Mm -hmm. years, but uh, we definitely take booking serious, man. And and everybody kind of has a say I'll find artists and I kind of run that, that inbox and I'll start picking and choosing and sending to the crew. Like, what do y'all think about this? And, you know, try to make, try to, especially now we really try to make sure we have a nice, you know, wide range of music genres, uh, male to female artists, uh, races. We try to keep everything, we try to consider everything to kind of keep it just like a, it, everybody can enjoy Sugar Shack, right? Yep. We try and you really, you really do represent um, the entire country. And again, now the world, frankly, uh, yeah. having artists coming in from outside the United States. Uh, yep. The representation is, is awesome, man. Again, starting as like a local fl- South Florida thing mm-hmm. to really, to really expanding is, is incredible. So we've buried the lead long enough, man. You guys just literally days ago uh, when we're recording this, oh, yeah. just dropped your 500th 
episode. 500th episode. Shouts out Kayla Ray, uh, who has incredible sessions and and phenomenal artists. Uh, Make sure you go check her out at Kayla Ray Music um, on Instagram and everywhere else. 500 episodes, Eddie. That's that's not just you turning on one camera, filming it, and putting it on Instagram. That's a full production, a full meal deal. Your entire crew committing to an artist, the artist committing to you, and holding it down, man. First of all, and I've, I've already given you congratulations about nine times in the last three days. But once <laughs> again, <laughs> on yeah. camera, formally, congratulations on 500, Thanks, man. And and I, I have to ask the the cliche, super corny comment. Yeah. Seven years ago in 2014, if somebody were to tell you that this day would actually happen seven years later with 500 episodes, what could you imagine your reaction actually being? Uh Pressure, let's do this, man. We're in it for the long run. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're ready to go. That's why we're doing this. Let's keep going, man. I love that. I we're, love we're, that. we're already looking at a thousand, man. Let's keep going. Uh, no, it, it's it's been an incredible journey, man. And 500 is definitely a huge milestone accomplishment for all of us. We're all super excited. And uh, we're still booking, you know, three to four sessions a month. And we're, wow. we're going to keep adding to that number, man. Let's keep going. So I found a quote from you from uh, the Naples Daily News in 2015. I just want to read this out because I just thought it was, it's adorable now looking back. I think it's really <laughs> awesome. So this is you in 2015. Uh, All right. we'd, like, we'd like to become a staple in the Florida music scene and become nationally known to bands on the tour circuit. No matter what the genre, we want the Sugar Shack sessions to become a necessary stop for bands while touring through Florida. Would you say that that has come to fruition? Nailed it, bro. <laughs> Nailed it. I love that quote. Yes. Nailed it. How, <laughs> man, I, I was reading back and just doing some deeper dive research and stuff, and I came across that. And I literally laughed out loud. Like, mm-hmm. how funny is that to hear now, considering where you guys are at? But again, being in a project we started from the ground up 10 years ago, I get it because if it, for anybody to tell me that soul seed or me ever was going to tour to Florida and play a show, I would have laughed them out of the room. Right. And, and uh, we've done it multiple times over, gone to Hawaii, been around the country and, and yada, yada. So Sick. absolutely incredible. Yeah. A couple more questions about sugar shack, man. Um, so you mentioned that now, nowadays you're trying to really focus and, and, uh, and represent all genres of music, uh, which I appreciate because you really have done that. Um, yeah. And, and I think it's so cool because, again, a lot of times, you know, I'm doing work around the house and I'll turn on your music channel, which is beautiful about YouTube. And a lot of people do this because people hit us up about it. And I will just let it run and run and run and run and run. And, you know, I'm I'm fortunate enough to know a lot of the artists on there personally. We've played a lot, uh, with a lot of them. Yeah. But that's mostly the reggae scene. People exactly. who aren't in the reggae scene on your channel, I either don't know at all, or I, you know, haven't had the, the pleasure of playing with yet. So take me back again to kind of like, I don't want to say you started as a reggae channel, because I don't think that's true. But mm-hmm. the Florida music scene in general, I think kind of vibes to that and that kind of yep. flow in general. So reggae heavy to start. We, of course, were a part sure. of that early on. Um, and of course, you've had many reggae artists from around the world since, but mm-hmm. not just reggae. So what, what, um, when did that change kind of happen? And, and uh, am I right that you started more or less reggae heavy? 100%. So uh, the band that I was playing in at the time was a hip hop, reggae, modern reggae rock band. Um, so Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. So the network that I had been learning and been building, just being in a band, being the drummer in this band, traveling Florida, you know, all of the bands that I, that I knew firsthand 
um, that I could invite here for sessions were modern reggae bands. Mm. So that's definitely the foundation, right? And, and, you know, some of our local artists here to Naples and Fort Myers, and we definitely dabbled in the folk and some of the bluegrass and um, some of the rock stuff. But, um, you know, it was never intentional to be a reggae channel, but that genre just, you know, took us in so... So naturally, and I and our aesthetic, obviously, under the sunshine, under yeah. the palms, yeah. you know, outside, um, that organic feel, you know, it's just a good fit for sure. But it, we apply it to all genres now, man. And we've been really getting into indie rock. Nice. Um, that's been a lot of fun, and it translates really well into an acoustic stripped down mm-hmm. session kind of feel. And then, um, we definitely want to up our game on the Americana, the folk stuff also translates really well too. So, our doors are open to everything, man. Um, I even like to get some of those metal bands to come in some like really heavy rockers to come do some acoustic stuff, strip it down. I think that'd be cool too. That's awesome. You say that. Um, I, uh, I enjoy metal music myself and um, there's a band out of, uh, out of Ohio, um, called the Browning and they're, they're heavy metal, but like techno too, kind of, it's hard to explain, but they're definitely like screamo, uh, for lack of a better term incredibly yep. like fast pace up tempo speed metal with techno drops and stuff like just i really enjoy all my runs and when i work out it's just awesome i'm gonna check them out but they have an acoustic session and i stumbled yeah. on it on accident watching their other videos and mm-hmm. i was kind of like this is gonna be interesting dude <laughs> it um like hearing him sing sing instead of screaming because of the the the, the flow and hearing the actual musicianship of these guys right I just a whole new respect for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just phenomenal um, change in the, in the way that music comes across. So I think that's awesome, man. And I would love to yeah. hear some of those metal bands come across to you. Let's talk about the acoustic element because I think yeah. what's, what's, what's um, what drew me to sugar shack from the beginning when I reached out to you and just said, Hey man, we're this, you know, this uh, nobody reggae band from Oregon to you guys coming yep. across the country. And while we're down there, we've been watching your videos. I'd love to partake and how can we make it work? Whatever. Um, I had known of some other sessions like this who have unfortunately gone by the wayside for the most part, some of these yeah. other ones. Uh, but I started with Mo Boogie out of uh, Colorado. Fantastic. Like uh, audio tree out of Chicago. Um, oh, yeah. and, and some of these other ones, the East coast has a bunch and things like that. And now there's much more popping up, but those are the kind of the ones that I followed a while back. And then you guys were in that mix again, smaller at the time. Um, but strictly yeah. acoustic. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's kind of cool. But like, sometimes you don't get the, the, the real, you know, grunt of acoustic music. Yeah. But then I was like, you know what? Like, it's just not true because yeah. of your guys' production and because of, the quality of every single snare hit and 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 note on a guitar and and piano and, yeah. and the vocal. I mean, because your production is so clean, you do feel the energy, which I think a lot of acoustic sessions lack. Was the yes. acoustic session um, part of what Sugar Shack does? Was that intentional, or was it, it was. simply a? We live in a neighborhood. We're literally in a house in a neighborhood. <laughs> we can't be rocking out at ten p.m. or whatever. Like, was it intentional yeah. or or more of a uh, necessity? I think the neighborhood thing may maybe played a role, of course, sure. uh, but it was definitely intentional, man. Like we blessing in to, disguise, though, right? I mean, for sure, yeah, for sure. Uh, we wanted to create, you know, live music experiences of your favorite bands that you can't really buy a ticket to see, or mm-hmm. you know, like create a product that you know Soul Seed fans can see you guys perform in this way that you don't. I don't think you guys ever really do that very, very often. Right? If we're not look, we play schools, which I'm so blessed to say that Sweet. we play schools a lot. 
Nice. We play schools acoustic. Cool. Uh, other than that, maybe a wedding, maybe an offshoot thing, but very rarely do we That's play acoustic. And we actually That's like to do it, but it's just not. Yeah. Our music is made to be electric. Exactly. So that, that's what we want to do, man. We want to create an experience that, you know, awesome. is unique, unique to, for every artist that comes through. Like we, it's a challenge, man, for artists and it's high pressure because we don't, I mean, we edit our videos, but mm. we're not, we're not editing snare notes. We're not mm. like adding in stuff, you know, everything's hundred percent live and, you know, we make it sound pretty we make it look as best we possibly can, but it's raw, man. We're all real live. Uh, that's our, that's our motto. And uh, yeah, just creating that experience that you don't get to see from your bands anywhere else. I love that. And and I really, that is true. You know, guys like Indubious, who you just recently put out some videos yeah. with, um, so Satsung, some, some of these other, you know, really great friends of ours, Fortunate Youth. Mm -hmm. We've seen these guys play 50 times. We've played with them 50 times. Yep. And to hear them when we play with them live on stage in a big, you know, sold out music hall versus on the deck as yep. a trio uh just changes everything it changes yeah, everything man. man i hear songs differently i hear lyrics differently exactly. the emotion of the song is different now um exactly. and i just it's just such a such a powerful tool which is funny because you're like reverse engineering the power of the music because all of exactly. us are all of us are electronic not electronic electric playing bands yep but when you reverse engineer it and put it into acoustic and just do that raw element, I know you're a percussion player. So when yeah. you get down to like the skins of a djembe instead of a drum kit, mm -hmm. it changes the entire song. And that's, that's just For magical, sure. man. Yeah. I mean, our only like rule, I have my quotes up, yeah. but our only rule is just no electric guitars, no amps. That's really the only thing we, we really, really push. We ask drummers to strip it down. If you've got to play a drum set, strip it down to a, a pocket kick snare hat and keyboards, maybe strip it down to one key and, that's it, man. Let's strip things down and let's let's make some magic and and not like cover up with a bunch of I don't yeah. know electronics and pedals or whatever it may be effects and let's make like some real music. I love that. Yeah. Uh, two more questions on the on the Sugar Shack tip and we'll move on here. Um, first off, uh, just talking about the Soul Seed sessions. So yeah. Soul Seed came in in 2015, came back a couple years later. We did the first session inside, uh, which is with Family Tree. And then we mm -hmm. did the second session when we released the album, The Spark. Uh, we came up with the album name, frankly, sitting around a campfire in southern Mississippi, just staying overnight, passing through and kind oh, of cool. sat around the campfire and came up with that um, uh, album title, The Spark, and then we came to see you guys uh, for our second session. That second session was outside on the deck. Again, a oh, different yeah. vibe for us, even as even as the artist, um, and we had a lot of fun. Uh, we also did a third project with you, um, yeah. and I, I want to kind of dive into this a little bit here because most people, if they say, you know, Sugar Shack Sessions, and you're familiar with the brand, you immediately go to the deck or inside uh, mm -hmm. and see the stripped-down acoustic. We've talked, you know, quite a bit about that. Yeah. But we actually brought you guys out here for the Shades of Green music video. Oh, so yeah. so you were on your en route anyway for a festival. I believe we picked you up in Salt Lake City, if I remember correctly, and had you come out from there and, and yeah. what have you. Um, but you spent a few days with us on the coast and in Portland and traveling around the state, catching these these videos and, and, and shots. And for people who are unfamiliar, the Hobbit Trail in Oregon and then Benny's on the beach, which you see, and then up in Portland in the city and stuff. And so how often um, do you get to step out of the house mm -hmm. you guys also do the one take live shot which we haven't done with you yet but that is on that is on the books for us for sure we should do um one. 
they're, they're just so dope, dude. And again, it's raw enough, but such high quality that it comes across as like, it, it feels like a movie, you know, yeah. like acted out, like it's been planned. We did 12 takes and this is the one we want, but it's not, yeah. it's raw, it's organic, one it's take. one take. And you guys have a bunch of these different kind of side hustles, which isn't the right term, but like you're known yeah. for the deck, you're known mm-hmm. for acoustic performances, but you have music videos, you have big productions with corporate things, you have big wedding situations, you have these one take situations, you have uh, festival coverage for right. weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Walk me through some of those and like when when did those start coming through? And I don't want to say, you know, pick a favorite, what do you prefer? Because that's not accurate but yeah you know there's it's such a difference than being at home with the cameras when you're out traveling as a group and and uh, yeah you know being at the mercy of of the artist more so than being in your element no totally man and i I think that's kind of goes back to the the sugar shack umbrella right we have sugar shack media llc and then the live music channel is a piece of that so on the live channel we have sugar shack sessions and i think we have like i don't know i think we have like eight or nine mini series within mm. that channel now. The ses- ses- acoustic sessions being one of them. Then we have the one takes. We have on the spots. We have interviews. We have documentaries. We have you know. We really try to be a live music channel, right? And um, so that that's kind of like that focus. And then, um, like you said, our commercial work. We started branching out. We started doing um, music festival coverage. Started doing after movies. We started doing um, you know merchandise activations at uh, these festivals. And then our commercial clients would take us around the country too. So we, we definitely got our fair share of travel and doing like documentary projects that had nothing to do with our channel. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we, you guys brought us out. That video is so good. We love that video. We love it. We, that do, video we do too. And everybody on our side does as well. And it's so cool to kind of throw you guys an extra shout out uh, because we're not on the deck. And when we say like, yeah. look, this is another sugar shack production. People are like, Holy yep. shit, man, these guys are, yeah, we try to do it all. Very prolific. I mean, it's, it's we, so impressive. We, we try to do it all. Um, so yeah, man, uh, being able to travel and do what we do and apply what we've learned and taught ourselves here at this house is is amazing, bro. And awesome. it's something I'll never take for granted for sure. Good for you. Last question on Sugar Shack. Um, mm-hmm. Who are three artists? And again, uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of some myself and I was like, no, they've played there. No, they've played there. No, they've played there. <laughs> who are three artists? You personally, and don't think about the crew. This is totally selfish, Eddie. Who are three artists that you would like to bring into the shack that you have not yet? Oh boy. Okay, so this uh, this is a tri- this is a tricky question, bro. You're talking, <laughs> you're talking metal bands. You could go hip hop artists. You could do. I mean, whatever, man. This is this is your style of music, your vibe. Any artists you've looked up to anywhere around the world. This is a dream scenario. Who are three artists you would like to bring to the Sugar Shack for a scaled down performance? Oh man! Personally, selfishly, i i want to I want Day to Remember to come here, bro. I love that band, and uh, you know they're like a metal. Mm-hmm. I don't know, pop punk at times. Again, I think, I think metal is gonna be so fun acoustic, dude. <laughs> that's what I'm happens. saying. Yeah. Um. Uh. I think that that's definitely one that would be. I think would be really cool and so different, man. When when artists come and. Uh, a quick story: The Supervillains just came two weeks ago, Love and um, they get heavy, bro. Yeah, yeah, they, they, do. they get some heavy stuff, and they played some light stuff, and then they played some, you know, like the classic Supervillains, and then mm-hmm. their last song they played a song called Purgatory. And it was like the heaviest thing that's ever happened here. Nice. And it was it was nice. cool as shit. Um, acoustic though, 
acoustic of course yeah love it uh, love it was it. cool they were just shredding on the acoustics it was fun it's cool experience i know the neighbors are probably like well what's going on over there that's not new that's not normal but <laughs> oh and he's in charge today <laughs> must be a metal band uh, awesome. so we haven't really dabbled in that yet but they remember it'd be cool awesome. um i think other than that i think stick figures up there cool um stick figure i, I know probably there's a the, ton of most requested i would imagine i mean people it's probably number one request i i i see through all your comments you guys drop a video and you're like who should we bring in next and it's just yeah. stick for days you know stick figure um our time will come uh especially now that we've partnered with ineffable yeah and they're like a big they're a big piece of what we do now yeah. and uh stick figures in that fam so our time will come that's uh, awesome. maybe when traveling starts and you know bands really start touring again maybe we'll get our opportunity i don't know last artist third i don't know man i'll have to come back to you on that i don't know deal yeah. fair enough I'm, I'm looking forward to all the sessions man you got a lot of new things coming up and, and you know the super villains made me kind of think of like you know growing up as a kid in in uh in california and of course it was sublime for me growing up and then slightly oh, yeah. stupid came on the scene and slightly stupid basically started as a punk band um mm-hmm. which other california reggae bands have as well uh and so that like early super raw kind of you know borderline metal um yeah. style would be would be super fun acoustic so I, I appreciate that all right man we got a couple of the topics here i want to i want to kind of get into something that's a little more uh intense um back in 2017 hurricane irma came through the southeast and florida specifically mm-hmm. and soul seed was had a, a tour scheduled we had booked it six months in advance like we're coming um we actually left that year we left extreme fires forest fires in the northwest we drove through montana straight to tennessee and for about four states we were under smoke it was absolutely horrendous then we drove through the midwest and we outran a tornado in iowa and then we came we're heading to we're literally driving toward hurricane irma um just texting mom all day long like we're fine we're fine you know (laughs) <laughs> and heading to the eye of the beast basically we yeah. ended up we we got stopped in jacksonville we had shows in miami down in you know uh st pete tampa uh west palm the, the the florida circuit but we couldn't go south because of of the hurricane so we stopped yeah. in jacksonville the day we were in jacksonville we were actually playing with mike love who's a sugar shack veteran um sure. but we heard that that day we were in jacksonville miami the city of miami was underwater not yeah. totally but flooded yeah your in between Jacksonville and Miami on the, on the West mm-hmm. coast there. Um, and I know that you put up kind of a scare to everybody about sugar shack being in harm's way. Yeah. What was that like? And, and look, hurricanes are no stranger to you guys down there, but this no. one in particular was a little too close for comfort. Yeah. This one was, that one was coming right at us, man. The eye went right over the house. It's crazy. Um, we, we ended up evacuating. We, we stuck around as long as we could until it was like, all right, maybe we should actually leave this. We may be in like, harm's way here i remember the i remember outside um we were watching our neighbors um pets we're like house sitting and watching their pets at the time and uh i was outside like walking their dog and a cop is going down our street and he has his on his loudspeaker saying like everyone in the neighborhood needs to evacuate and it is not safe to stay here and i was like it's like the movies dude right you're like for real bro i was like well what is going on you know and uh the house is boarded up the whole nine right and um we ended up leaving i mean at the end of the day this this house was built in 1943 so it's been through its storms it's it's seen its fair share of bad weather and it's still standing and it's an old wood frame house and it's still here um so that was like a good sign right but uh 
we ended up leaving. My neighbors actually stuck around and they have a newer home. So it's probably a little safer to be in there. But um, I remember texting him. I told him I was leaving and Lisa and I were leaving. We're packing up our, our animals and our, the animals that we had were watching the house city. We had to take them with us out of, out of the city. And uh, we headed up to my parents' place a couple hours North, but um, it was a crazy time, man. I remember pulling out of the driveway. Uh, it was nighttime. I remember the car was stuffed. The cats were all screaming and it was just like kind of chaotic and it, it, it was just kind of weird weather. It wasn't like too gnarly yet. And I remember pulling out of the driveway and like getting emotional, like, we may not see the yeah. South standing when we come back. This is weird. And um, we got super lucky, man. I was texting my neighbor, Billy, like the whole time, uh, just like having him peek out and like seeing, because there's a lot of trees around this house mm -hmm. and they're all kind of overhanging uh, all surrounding the house. And we had this huge oak tree that was, that was here when you guys were here. Yep. There's, oak, mm -hmm. there's a huge oak tree that uh, covers the deck where we do all the sessions. And then, it covers the house too, like over half the house it was covering. And, uh, that had the Irma had come and knocked that tree down and there's only one place where it to fall, uh, without like doing any damage. And it fell in that one spot. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. It took up the entire backyard. The tree is huge. It's probably like a hundred year old tree at least. And, uh, if, if it fell the other way, the house would have been a pile of sticks, man. So I just remember like, walking up and we have pictures i have pictures from my phone from that day of walking when we came home the, the day after and it was just a complete disaster dude like every tree every it was just a complete disaster man and uh, that tree was laying in the backyard and the water we live on the water here on a canal that goes to the, the river running through downtown and and the the canal was all the way up up under my house and i'm talking it's probably like 50 yards from the house to the to the to the canal right now normally and the water was all the way up it was like a river rushing through my yard oh my like God. four feet of water i saw fish and like turtles we're walking out over the under the tree that's laying in the <sighs> backyard then it was just surreal man and um yeah i think we had a session with ayatara like a week later <laughs> i was i was i was curious who was the first who was the first session after that yeah. because i remember you posting it and again because you've got everybody around the country now and you're, you're, you're really kind of a, a national brand. I mean, I remember the support coming from all around the country, like, mm -hmm. you know, only so many of us live in Florida and can experience that, but all of us are rooting for you and like everybody. Okay. And we're checking in. And I remember your post about that. So Ayaterra was the first one after that session. What was yeah. the, what was the emotion uh, of that? Yeah. I think we go back to that perseverance word, bro. Mm. Cause uh, you know, the deck was good. The deck was good. It was it was a wreck. If you look at their first session, um, uh, where they did like uh, Gypsy and all mm -hmm. those 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 Ayatara classics, um, they if you look at the the palms behind the band, they're just completely like disaster. Now that I tell you, you can go back and look. I'll have to look it's closer. I've seen yeah. I've seen the session five times, but yeah, I have to look closer. Yeah, it's a wreck, and I think there's a shot in the in the little like creative intros we do for every artist there's a shot of the tree laying down real quick it's like a one second shot but um if you look closely you can see the tree laying down behind the deck it's incredible um, uh but i remember the uh their team hitting us up uh on their way or whatever that week was like uh we saw you guys' post are you guys are we still doing our session i was like let's do this we we need to we need to uplift the neighborhood like let's 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 bring some good vibes down and uh yeah we're doing this so we got turtles on the deck dude we're ready to go <laughs> if you don't mind the mess i mean, the, yeah, let's, I mean let's, you know let's do this we cleaned it up the best we could man we, made, oh, we always make it presentable 
there's like there's a guitar pick that was sitting on the deck that somehow i still have it here i saved it, it we forgot i don't know it's just sitting on the deck on the table and the and then when we got back it was sitting in the same place bro over 100 mile an hour winds trees are going down and when they comes back and that one guitar pick is still sitting on the on the sugar shack deck i was like holy Man, shit the uh <laughs> the theme the theme of the theme of embrace the suck and perseverance have Yes. Carried us through this this <laughs> this episode, man. And it's really strong, like you know. It. And again, you mentioned early on that you and Lisa walked into that house and just felt felt something special. Mm-hmm. And it has come back and back to you multiple times. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I'm just so thankful that you guys were safe, A, and B that 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 uh, the Sugar Shack persevered. Um, give a quick shout out to the Sugar Shack coffee situation. Soul Seed's been talking about making our own brews for a long time. Our real good friends, Treehouse, who I know, again, Sugar Shack alum, um, mm-hmm. have their own brand of coffee and stuff like that. And uh, ours is kind of in the works. But you guys are – you've made a nice, beautiful commercial for it and everything else. Give yeah. a quick shout out to Narrative Coffee Roasters. Yeah, Narrative Coffee. Uh, our good friend Caleb uh, McPherson, he – he started narrative coffee, I think six years ago, a year after we started sugar shack and a local startup, just like us here in town, here in our hometown. And, um, and just since the beginning, I mean, he was like, a, all he had was an espresso cart at the time. And, you know, he just, um, was into our vibe, into our brand and into the visuals we could create for brands. And he, he asked us if we could make him a commercial and we did. And ever since it's just been, an awesome friendship, man. Just building, helping each other build our brands and helping, I don't know, put each other on the map, especially Love locally. It. Right. So it's all about man. Yeah. And, uh, we're still great friends to this day and it's been an awesome partnership. And, and, um, you know, over the years we got, we got to do our own IPA mm-hmm. with green bench brewing in St. Pete, which is really cool. We were there and, for uh, that. Yes, you were. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then, uh, you know, Caleb says, Hey, we should do a roast together. We should do a coffee. Uh, let's, let's, let's find a way to do this together. And Caleb, takes what he does so serious man he's such a an incredible i don't even know what you call it roaster coffee professional i don't know uh he's so good at what he does and his brand is amazing man and it aligns with what we do and uh some of the same values a lot of the same values and uh he just he he had us come in one day he picked out i think it was like three or five three to five different beans that he thought we would like because we wanted something that like the a majority of people could love nothing too like crazy nothing too like coffee snobby right like just something that's kind of more broad really good nothing too too caffeinated just mm-hmm. nice and easy cup to sip and share with your friends and family and sit around and watch sugar shack if you'd like but uh, uh he we found one that we really like from guatemala and he sources from from small farmers family farmers and like he's nothing's like too big and everything's kind of like very small batches, very curated, uh, making sure he's supporting like the right people that are really nice. out there, not like, going to Starbucks route or whatever. Like it's, it's really awesome, man. The way he sources all his coffee and, uh, yeah, and we just found what we loved and, uh, we, we created the branding for it. And obviously with sugar shack comes commercials and mm-hmm. photography. And so, you know, it's been great, man. We, fir- we sold out of our first batch. We just launched our second batch on Friday. So two days ago, right on. So it's been cool, man. We all love coffee, and Caleb has really opened our eyes to good coffee. We're now I feel like we're kind of snobs because yeah, like, when <laughs> well, we travel, you, know, you get that you get that good quality. It's like you know, to be honest, and I'm not going to mention anybody, but like when I watch other music videos now, I'm kind of like, eh, you know, what I mean, like there's a standard that I'm like, I want to see right. it this way, I want right. to see it this way, and if it's not, 
you know. Uh, so I right. appreciate that. We we definitely have some uh, heavy coffee drinkers in the band, especially on the road. So if the Soul Seed boys and or the Soul Seed family want to get a hold of this uh, coffee, do they are they strictly local? Will they ship out across the country? Yeah, so uh, you can get it in store here if you're in our area, Southwest Florida. But um, we sell it on our Sugar Shack online store. So sugarshacksessions.com backslash shop. You can get a bag. I think they're eighteen bucks. Get it. And plenty of yeah, plenty man. of other uh, plenty of other uh, merchandise as well for the Sugar Shack swag. Definitely. All right, man. Um, last Sugar Shack question. I want to dive into some health stuff really quick, and then we'll wrap up the episode with the final five questions. And I really cool. appreciate your time, Eddie. It's been of course an amazing conversation with you today. Um, so I have to, I have to give a shout out to maybe the unsung hero of what Sugar Shack Sessions is. Mm-hmm. Give me the backstory, please, on who or what Nomeo is, <laughs> and what Nomeo's place is at yeah. Sugar Shack. Yeah, so Nomeo is a garden gnome that um, my fiance Lisa's mother gifted us when we moved into this house. It was a housewarming gift. It's just like this green gnome, this turquoise. No, he's cool. He's got a vibe. We we loved him, and he sat on the back deck next to the door of the house, kind of like the protector, right? And uh, he's done a great job, by the way. Yes, <laughs> I mean, he's been through uh, a lot. <laughs> yes, yes, he has. And we were setting up for episode one with the artist, and um, and I remember taking Nomeo out of the shot, and and lead singer Frankie was like, "No, we let's keep the gnome in the shot." And I was like, "All right, cool, keep Nomeo in the shot." And then the second artist wanted Nomeo on the shot, and the third artist wanted Nomeo on the shot, and just kind of became Stay a thing, dude. Yeah. Became a thing, and now it's like it's like our mascot. Like we didn't. It's your logo. I mean, outside <laughs> yeah. of like Sugar Shack, it's yeah. it's, it's it like logo. represents the session series for sure. And now it's like he's in every session. We mm-hmm. take him around the country when we go do sessions anywhere else, and we're working on um, getting him like three D scans so we can replicate him because it's getting sketchy being make little make little paperweights or something too to sell out like a merchandise thing uh i'd I'd love a nomeo here for the desk man absolutely or what got you bro maybe a little a little poster or a a, you know a beanie something that'd be um, cool with nomeo would be great and and uh nomeo has a a handful of battle scars uh so (laughs) he does you've you've pieced him together quite literally a few times yeah 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 we have a we created this goofy little video. We call it the Nomeo movie on our channel. If you go to our channel and type in the Nomeo movie, you'll see it. I'll check or, it out. I haven't seen or, it yet. That's awesome. Yeah, the Nomeo movie, man. It's the story of, of Nomeo and, and how one of our crew members broke him and uh, dropped him off the roof. And Oh, my goodness. There's a band on the way at the time because we're setting up for a session and Spence pieced them together. I won't spoil the whole movie, but fair it's enough. Like a, it's like a two-minute watch. Save yeah. the ending. It's like a two-minute watch. It's funny, man. It's goofy, but it's fun. That's so good. Well, shouts yeah. shouts out Nomeo. I mean, really, in our family tree video, um, again mm-hmm. approaching six million views or whatever, he's right in front of the didgeridoo, and and it's like yeah. front and center, and just such a great spot. Sick. All right, man. I do want to, uh, you know, this is the more than music podcast. So we've talked a lot about music, video, and and what Sugar Shack is. You and I also connected completely out of music, and I just want to spend maybe two or three minutes on this. But um, you really inspired me early on, and I've been some version of vegetarian plant-based uh yeah. strictly vegan um nice I, i've done again i grew up playing hardcore sports and in, in in football specifically i had to cut weight as a kid which is terribly unhealthy but i had to cut weight eat certain foods not eat certain other foods and do all these things so i've, I've yeah. you know and my my, my uh partner uh seed strong snower um amber's uh a health coach and and uh fitness instructor by trade and so like that's what we nice. do in our household but um 
you know, I was strictly plant-based when I came down for the first one. And I, I realized that you and Lisa were too. And, and we got to speaking about that a little bit, but I wanted to just talk to you about that a little bit. You know, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. out there um, who are either doing it for health reasons or for whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, like the military, I think that the the term vegan specifically is like a trendy thing now. So it gets like this really weird rap. And I realized when I was going around the country and people are like, hey, man, you know, if you're in New Orleans and you turn down like some gumbo or alligator, you're like offending people. And that's not what I'm trying to do. <laughs> you no, know, I don't want to do that, you know, but I am just like, you know what? I'm, I'm choosing not to eat meat and dairy products and animal products. Like that's what I'm doing right now. Like, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. And if I said, uh, I'm plant, you know, I'm choosing a plant-based diet right now. No, thank you. People would be like, wow, that's a great idea. We could all use more plants. Mm-hmm. I support you. But yeah. if I said, no, thanks, I don't want the meat you're serving because I'm vegan. I yeah. would get this like side eye, like, oh, vegan, here we go. You know? And yeah. like, I just, I want to talk to you about this because I think it's interesting. And honestly, I think especially living, you know, uh, in Florida, in the South, and, you know, up in the Northwest, a lot of people are organic, everything and, and everything. And it's just, it's not like that all over the country. So mm-hmm. handful of questions here, you know, with the plant-based living, when did you start dedicating your life to a plant-based diet and why, um, what are three benefits to eating plant-based in your opinion? And again, what is maybe a misconception of those who choose to eat a plant-based diet? Yeah, I think I w- I'm guilty of being one of those people that the Netflix documentaries got, got, got at me, you know, of course, food, Inc., Dude, I don't know if I could ever. There's I, so I many cowspiracies. Another big one. Like, there's a lot oh, of them. man. I remember a seeing lot of food them. ink. I remember seeing food ink and being like, "What is going on? <laughs> like, this has gone way too far." I, I remember right then I was like, "I can't support this. I can't. I, at least I can't eat like red meat for a little mm. bit." And that's how I started. I just started drop. I dropped red meat, and then it was a couple year progression because every like New Year's resolution, I would drop like a different thing. So like, oh, my cool. first my first one was red meat, and then I dropped uh, chicken the next year, or whatever. And then I was pescatarian for a while. And then I went like full vegetarian and, and Lisa, my partner was, has been vegan like the whole time. So that definitely made the transition a little easier. I remember there was, it was a rocky road when I was like working at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and <laughs> eating steaks and just being normal, right? Vegan, normal vegan at home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Eats. babe. I work today. So yeah, <laughs> there was definitely like some like butting heads early, early on when I, you know, I don't know just didn't see like the, the good in it yet or the sure. health benefits or whatever. And, um, but it was about 2012 when I really like committed to like plant-based stuff. And, um, I've definitely fluctuated. I've yet to have red or white meat in nine years or whatever it is. Nine now. years, nine years. I think if it's wow. 2012, yeah. Eight or nine years. Um, but pescatarian along the way for sure. And like right now, like I'll eat, I'll eat local fish and local eggs, um, here in town for sure. Um, but I, I definitely try to stay as conscious as I can about, you know, when we travel and I'm definitely vegetarian as much yeah. as possible. And, you know, I just feel like my energy levels are higher and there's, there's a right, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it for sure. You can definitely be unhealthy, super unhealthy, man, if being a vegetarian or even vegan, even probably even worse. Um, so it's just a certain level of education and, and like self-discipline that you have to uphold to really do it right. Right. So um, it's been cool, man. And it's only added to the journey as far as that. You know, like we were talking about that self-discipline and and good, and good that per- that perseverance too, man. And yeah. it ain't easy, man, when you're at you know, you're at a festival or at an event, and 
the only opportunity to eat, you know, that 20 minutes you get to get a meal in real quick and it's like chicken or like, I know all about it, man. Corn dogs or something. You're like, oh man, you know, you're eating potato chips. <laughs> yeah, for, like, for us, I mean, for a, for a band, you know, I mean, until you're at a certain level, you just don't get writers. All exactly. right. People, people that aren't musicians that hear this, like, Ozzy Osbourne green M&M situation like you know <laughs> that just doesn't happen unless the venue does it for you automatically or right. you're an established musician that's just what it is you have to go to that yeah when we started doing it we were able to kind of call our shots but before then it was like look what does the bar serve at 3 a.m exactly leftover cheeseburgers chicken wings uh pizza that's been out since noon yeah. and here's the here's the reality you eat it or you mm -hmm. don't and if you don't yep. there's nowhere else open but a gas station that has the same shit that's maybe worse yeah. And when you go through certain parts of the country, you have to look for vegetables, frankly. Mm. And it's yeah. it's hard. And we always right. kind of had a rule in, in in the band that was we have our own eating preferences and diets and whatever. And basically the reality was like if somebody is hosting us and putting us up, which is such a grace, like, oh my God, being yeah. around the country and strangers are like, dude, sleep with us, we'll take care of you, whatever. If they were cooking us dinner or something like that, and there was a meat product that was like unavoidable, again, like a jambalaya or something that's like the dish, yeah, we're eating it. We're going to yeah. eat it because yep. like it's almost disrespectful to do that. Yeah. And frankly, not everybody understands going yeah. through that. So I appreciate it. And, and you mentioned already a couple of the, the, the benefits to it and things. And I think a misconception also is that you don't get enough protein. You're not going to be whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're a pretty fit dude. You've been eating this way for a decade. You were in the force. I mean, you understand what it takes to, you know, uh, uh, appreciate your body, control your body. Um, right. You're obviously in shape and, and likewise me playing sports, like I'm past my prime now. Um, <laughs> but I try to stay as fit as I can. And, and it's, it's, it's different, but not difficult or impossible to get a enough protein, which is the biggest misconception or stick yeah. to it and feel healthy. Do you, do you feel the same? Totally, man. Totally. Like I said, though, there's a certain level of education you have to do going into it and teaching yourself about nutrition, at least some of the fundamentals and the basis of it. But um, I encourage any everybody to try it, even if it's for one day a week, bro. Yeah, totally. like just just like lower your consumption just a little bit. Just lower your consumption. I'm not. I don't ask anybody to like mm -hmm. commit and do yeah. veganism. Just it is like, intense. There's no lie. It is intense. It's intense. But I mean, it's just about being, you know, uh, a better, like a more conscious consumer really at the end of the day like let's just like lower intake a little bit let's just just a little bit like just slow down just a tad and i think it'll make a big difference if of more people were to you know are more open-minded to it and not only environmentally and, and socially but yourself you will feel better if yes. you eat more green things and plants and 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 you know mm -hmm. can't agree fruits. more i mean so enjoy it all right yeah. eddie you've 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 uh You've been such a uh, an incredible conversation, man. I've been looking forward to doing this. I'm not kidding you, for probably like five or six years since we met, <laughs> and Dude. really sitting down. And unfortunately, like you and I, literally live as far away in the country as you possibly can with being in the same country. <laughs> You're know, in like south funny. southwestern Florida. I'm in northwest Oregon. Yeah, you know we're we're very far, so obviously we don't hang out. Unfortunately, um, and our tours out there every couple of years at this point. Right. So it's been such a blast having you on, man. I really appreciate your time. Um, thank you again for for coming on. I have final five questions for you. I want to rattle these out at you real quick, and we'll get out Let's of here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Number one, if you weren't living the current life with Sugar Shack, what do you believe that you would be doing instead right now? You come out of the Air Force, film yeah. maybe doesn't take a hold. 
you know, five Oh doesn't take a hold sugar shack as a passion project fades out after a year and a half. Yeah. Where are you at now? Uh, studio musician. I mm-hmm. would have definitely taken that road. Try to take my hand at that being a drummer studio session drummer, something like that. that. That'd be where I'd be. I still play with a band, but like, you know, it's not anywhere near the seriousness of how like sugar shack is a part of my life, but studio musician for sure. And shouts out sprout your band. Yeah. And is it yeah. mostly, mostly local? You guys play? Uh oh yeah, totally. Right now, toured all, all outside of the state or anything? No, not at all. Okay. Local boys. Everybody's been in other bands over the years. We're all about the same age, around early thirties, and um, we definitely write fair share of originals, and we're recording right now. Oh, cool. So uh, we'll have an EP. Keep an eye out for that. Hopefully this summer. Awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Good luck on on the recording there. And uh, si- side bar, I want to mention. Um, did I just see you playing a little hang drum? And were you? Answer me this: Were you yep. just sitting in front of a didgeridoo, or were you actually playing it? No, uh, Will Evans, um, who's on the channel, incredible mm-hmm. artist. He yep. uh, he's he's doing like a little self tour, self booked okay. tour, um, East Coast from Rhode Island, where he lives, to Florida. Currently on it. Okay. And two days ago, um, I booked him a show at Narrative Coffee. Actually, okay, Narrative, cool. Narrative has been doing live music on Fridays. And I've just been kind of helping Caleb just find artists anytime I can. Like, oh, I got an artist that looking for a show. And Will Evans saw my band playing there on my Instagram. I was like, hey, can you give me books? So I did. And then while he was here, I was like, let's stop by and make some videos while you're here, dude. Like, he's already been to the shack twice doing proper sessions. So we did a, a one of our mini series is called On the Spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we did it on the spot in the backyard here at the shack. And uh, he plays the pan drum and the ditch. So I just got the sound check for him while Alex was dialing in levels. So yeah, the pan, awesome. that pan drum is sick. So it is, it is pan drum. I think I said hang drum. I think hang drum's a smaller, the smaller so. version you play with mallets maybe. So I was in Which I own. You I do. own a hang drum. I own oh, a hang drum, dude. but the pan drum is next so, level. So, so clean, man. We're going to have to, we're going to have to get a little ditch pan drum sesh on a soul seed song eventually next time we come down you and i need to have like a little you know two Slow minute clip down. of dig and uh and we'll get justin on there as well with some double digit it'll be a lot of fun double ditch all right bro number two here what are three words or phrases that you have advice to aspiring video photo content creators out there honing their craft and wanting to take the next step so again you're just the regular dude coming out of high school the yeah. air force couple of hobbies now yeah. you're you know in my opinion massive uh in the video video content creator world so what are a couple things you can you can help the folks uh, trying to get there yeah don't stop just keep going don't perseverance stop. Like, huh? perseverance just um, believe in yourself um and you know find your niche in the in that world find your style and just run with it and um you know look for inspiration online i feel like it's really easy to imitate um mm other creators now these days and because there's so many like yeah. youtube channels and instagram mm-hmm. accounts and stuff mm-hmm. it's so easy just to like rip what everybody else is doing so you just got to find find your style and run with it and believe in yourself and just don't stop love that yeah number man. three how can folks best support what you're working towards so you mentioned you have a lot of things with sugar shack going yeah. on you have some new artist situations your band is putting out a record you have the narrative coffee situation what are some things that uh our seat audience can do to help support what you're working toward yeah, I think first and foremost, subscribe, follow all of our channels, right? YouTube and Spotify, number one choice. Like, subscribe and follow us on there, and then um, you know you can support us by by checking out our merch store. Um, we do seasonal drops, seasonal merchandise drops. So, get check out our store. We have something for everybody, um, guys, girls, and the kids. So, uh, and of course, we have c- cool stuff like coffee and hats and all the goodies. But 
um, we do all the design in-house and we love our merchandise man we love our fans and we love seeing we love getting tagged and seeing our fans repping our stuff all over the world and so definitely man merchandise subscribe we even have a donate button like we appreciate all the support Absolutely. And I know the know the Seatronauts have appreciated what you've done for Soul Seed. Of course, we do as well. So Seatronauts, make sure if you're out there and you can contribute right now, it would be as good a time as ever to help out the Sugar Shack family. Two more questions, my man. If you could travel to anywhere in the world that you have not yet been, where would you go and why? Ooh, I I think number one place comes to mind is New Zealand. Oh, me too. That place, yeah, nice. Yeah. That place just looks so incredible, bro. Like, I don't know. There's something special about that place. Um, that's probably number one. Um, but a little, a little like sneak peek is at something Sugar Shack's cooking is we're working on a brand new mini series on our channel and it's all travel based and taking what we do here and taking it around the world to other countries, okay. other cities and filming documentaries and, oh. and working with artists in different parts of the world. So that's kind of on, that's in the works. So that's, that's what I watch. I watch music <laughs> and I watch like travel documentaries and I, I know you guys you, will absolutely crush that. Eddie, yeah. final question here, but before we get into that, I do want to send you some gratitude and appreciation, man. You have been an ins inspiration for myself personally with the plant-based dieting and the health, but also being a fellow entrepreneur, a yeah. fellow dude just out there hustling and trying to get it done each day. And your crew is incredible. We love you guys so much and, and the effort you put in for our two videos in Florida and also coming out here across country to help us with Shades of Green. And there will be more uh, in the future. So I just want to, you know, throw you a shout out. Um, and also, you know, you've been inspiring with the message of perseverance and embracing the suck. And again, mm -hmm. some people may not really understand the phrase, but I, I feel that's so deep, dude. And especially with quarantine, with people being out of business, with people losing things over the last year, it has been a struggle no matter what. And um, you constantly having that theme with Sugar Shack and all the things you guys have persevered through and gotten through, including, you know, arguably the largest hurricane in the area for years. I mean, we had 100-year uh, legendary fires up here in the Northwest and the West Coast this year that we went through. So evacuating was a real thing. And I just relate to you guys so much on that level. And um, it's been inspiring. So I appreciate what you've done to, to follow your dream out of the Air Force, first of all, the service of going to do that for yourself, coming out, starting 5-0, then turning into Sugar Shack and following that for the, the last decade. And you guys have really set the tone and uh, really been an inspiration um, across the board. So I just want to send gratitude and appreciation to you as an individual, your team, and also shouts out to Lisa. Because yeah. having having a partner that has been by my side for the last decade of me being on the road more than I've been home and for sure. 15 hour days and staying overnight and doing all this crazy stuff that she puts up with. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I have so much love for Lisa and everybody yeah. else on that <laughs> side of the fence that yep. puts in the work. So so big up Lisa, the rest of your crew and, and you, Eddie, as well. I do have uh, one more question for you and we'll get okay. out of here. Final question. What is a personal accomplishment you're most proud of? Oh man, I feel like that's all we talked about, man. I'm so I'm so proud and of myself and of the team for all things Sugar Shack, man. And I'm so excited to see what's to come and what we're, you know, what we're building right now and what we're about to do and take it to the next level, that next chapter, man. I th I think I I can't uh, I can't express enough like how grateful I am for it, man. And it's definitely been an accomplishment thus far, but we're gonna take it to the moon, man. We're gonna keep going. And you are. I appreciate you are going to take you. it to the moon. And I right. I would love to, if you wouldn't mind, put me in your busy schedule. Can you book Soul Seed for one of the moon gigs? Um, <laughs> and we'll just 
yeah, we'll just no put problem. that out there. That'd of course, be great. bro. That's the least we can do, man. You guys are amazing, man. We appreciate the Soul Speed fan, bro. And uh, you guys are always welcome here. I appreciate that, man. West Coast to East Coast, nothing but love for you, man. I feel like you and I have a lot more to talk about. We'll have to get another session in. But thanks so much, man. Much love to you guys. See Charance, make sure you go support our family in the Sugar Shack sessions. Big up to my man and much thanks. Cheers. Thanks, y'all. Talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the More Than Music podcast. We appreciate it if you'd leave us an honest rating and review wherever you're listening to the podcast. And please also subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on all social media platforms at Soul Seed Music. That's at S-O-L-S-E-E-D Music. For those that leave a five-star rating and review, be sure to listen for your comments to be read on a future episode. Stay tuned for our next episode and feel free to share this podcast with a friend or a family member and let's expand the branches of our family tree. We appreciate you vibing with us today and we'll catch you next time on More Than Music.